is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Brandon, and I love When Calls the Heart. Hey, it's Panda, and I like When Calls the Heart. I'm Dan, and Jingle Bells. I despise When Calls the Heart. This is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Hey, we watched all this. This, this uh, all of us watched this separately this week. We didn't watch it together. Yep. First time, I believe, maybe second time. Second time. Um, was it hard, easier or harder? Well, it was easier for me because of when I was able to watch it. Typically, we do it right after lunch, and <laughs> food on the tummy yeah. does not make when calls the heart yummy. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so I, I would say it was a little easier. Uh, I watched it while one of my kids fell asleep and the other one of my kids wasn't asleep and he watched it with me, which was a riot. Um, and I have some audio. I don't know if I'll share it or not. I don't know where we would share it. Um, but, but yeah, so it was easier for me because of that. I'm just sharing your hot take. Okay. Or your all the feels share with it. Cause you never have, yeah, one I don't have a feels. Uh, that's fair. I'll do that. Um, well, it is when calls the heart time, guys. It's uh, season four. Is can you believe it? Yeah, we're in cruising fourth, right along fourth season, halfway there. Man, we're Almost. after this season, we'd be halfway there. Yeah, yeah. So we're not halfway there yet. Depends on who you ask. Nope, it doesn't. It's just math. <laughs> no, no. If you think about it, though, it because is four not, is half of eight. It, yeah, we're not through four. We're cu- currently in yeah, like three and a half. Yeah, but we're in four. Yeah, like if you half. were to look at, you would say it hey, is we're not four. It is mathematically but not halfway. This is pretty four. straightforward. Now again, four is half of eight. Today is a huge day um, because today the judges of South Carolina's best hot take. Yeah, you did. You you won Greenville. Mm-hmm. Clafter's been talking some stuff, which was an amazing. First of all, yeah, yeah. thanks. And, I appreciate and that. And Clafter's from Aiken. Where's he Clafner? Clafter. What did you say, Clomner? Clafter. I don't know. Yeah. Where's Clafter from? Aiken. It's from Aiken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aiken, South Carolina. They got some good hot takes down there. Yeah. Hot taken is what they call hot it. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> you it, all, it all comes down to this. And uh, just I've got you in your room. <laughs> wow. You wow. Clay Aiken. This is just not great lyrics, buddy. <laughs> it's been three months. It's time to come back to the Clay Aiken bit. <laughs> it's never not astounding. Um, His single was If I Was Invisible, I Would Watch You in Your Room. It's just you could get arrested. I don't know what you it was want. A simpler time back then. Yeah, it man. was. All right. So the hot Clafners, Clafners uh, talking some stuff. The judges are here. Yep. Um, I'm a little we, nervous. Not going to lie. We have a uh, a couple of judges here. Uh, introduce them. We'll ask them a couple questions. Who do we uh, have? Johnny Smythe. Johnny Smythe is here. Yes, Johnny Smythe. Okay, Johnny. And what is it? It's not Smith. If I say it's Smith, Smith. Okay, Johnny. What are your, some of your credentials for the hot take? Uh, best hot take. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, 2016, 2017, 2018 runner up, 2014 winner, wow. 2013. We don't talk about it. What happened in 2015? Uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> Took the year off. Scurvy. <laughs> Take the day. Johnny Smythe, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Um, uh, and then I see here we have uh, Lorelai O'S- O'Sullivan. Lorelai O'Sullivan. Hello. 
<laughs> it's Lord Lyle Sullivan. It sounds like Johnny Smythe is doing a voice. <laughs> no, we're two distinctly different people. Okay. Laura. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> I didn't ask a question, Laura. Well, I don't know what you want from then me. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> mm. What's your question? <laughs> Lorelai, do you ha- how many years have you been judging? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. You ever been a participant? No. Wow. So how'd you get the role of judge? <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I don't, I don't know. You don't call me Lorelai for nothing. Because <laughs> oh. Laura lies. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So she has no business judging. Do you feel any better after hearing the two judges? Uh, man, this is a wild card, but uh, yeah, maybe. I, I actually right. feel worse. Let's I feel worse. Well, let's get to the synopsis okay. and then we'll get to it. As Dan just said, <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. I lead the way. We'll do it live. We call the hard season four, episode four. Um, oh, let's name it. Uh, what do you guys got? Um, There's a carnival in town. There's uh, what else happened? Don't go breaking my heart. Okay, you, you keep trying. It's a uh, heart of of truth. Oh, that was the last <laughs> good memory by accident. Um, the heart, heart of the games of the heart. Ooh, no! Heart, hearts of bingo. <laughs> hearts of bingo. Um, the heart. Step of right up, get your heart here. Is it that? Is it that's what it is? <laughs> and and carnival Barker boy. Um, the heart of the community. Heart uh, of the community. Yeah. Makes sense. So there you go. It originally was a good one. Originally Made by Karl Marx, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing critical race theory on this show. This is I wild. <laughs> March fifth, twenty seventeen. <laughs> a little something like twenty seventeen. Ben is back and better than ever. <laughs> Do any of you have food or maybe a dollar to spare? I'll take a hot pocket. You got a hot pocket? How about just a nickel? Those add up. Guys, I'm starting to think that we... I spent all my money on 2017, and the effects of the euphoria are wearing off. (laughs) Benny, Benny, Bo, Benny. So hungry for hennies. Benny. Frank thinks Abigail made the right decision regarding the railroad. Lee is not so sure because of business. Uh, Abigail decides to take matters into her own hands and offers to sell Ray the parcel in the northwest of uh, uh, Hope Valley for half the price. He accepts that offer because he's not stupid. Uh, Niall Mater. Can you believe it? Niall. Niall Mater walks into town. Uh, comes on into the schoolyard with his son, Philip. Uh, Niall works for the railroad, so uh, he'll be uh, hanging around the railroad and not so much around his son. Uh, the railroad does not uh, want to pay taxes. I don't think it's going to be a problem. No big deal here. Companies that don't pay taxes, people love them. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. Big, big time, no tax boys. Rosemary is bad at her job at the diner. Because she wants to design dresses this week. Uh, so uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, Elizabeth talks to Abigail about the lack of school supplies, but unfortunately, there's not enough room in the town's budget because the railroad's not paying taxes. Uh, Jack informs Bill that uh, there's an escaped gang heading towards Hope Valley. 
because uh, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> um, uh, Elizabeth mentioned that there's no money uh, for the supplies to Rosemary, and she suggests, how about you have a fundraiser? Uh, Elizabeth decides on a carnival, and Rosemary offers to read fortunes, which I was surprised by. <laughs> In those days? Yeah. Uh, Frank talks to Bill and Jack uh, about the gang, and they decide they're going to all go together and catch those guys. Uh, hey, I got word. Uh, the town, they're mad, believe it or not, okay. that the railroad is not paying taxes. <laughs> what? Tell me, are they upset? The they're upset about that. They're upset. It's crazy. It's almost like and Hear me out. big businesses... Should pay their fair share of taxes. What? And Carl wrote that. And I just, I, I just want to get this clear. This, that's what Wind Calls the Hearts telling us. Interesting. Those are Wind Calls the Hearts words. Man, not mine. Uh, Abigail sees how bad Rosemary is at her job finally, and tells her you should go do what you love. Jack uh, prepares to ride out on a gang of uh, catching trip. Tells Elizabeth that uh, he'll be back. They kiss twice. It was a double double dipper. Uh, Bill, Frank, Jack, they go and find the uh, bad guys. Um, and uh, because uh, Jack rides up, the guy's got a shot. Frank comes up from behind him and takes him out. Frank, uh, he's got a past. He's killed a guy. I yeah, think. He, he's yeah. Somebody, somebody has a knife. Someone's got a knife. Uh, when Frank, Bill, and Jack return, Ray offers uh, uh, to reward Frank when he hears about all the danger that he was in, Frank says, no big deal. Uh, Abigail hears about this, and she's mad uh, that he would do something like this. They get in a real tussle. Boy, was it heated. And uh, they say, you know what? Maybe we should take a break from this here thing we're doing. It's the day of the carnival. Jack runs a photo booth. Rosemary is telling fortunes, which I was I was surprised about that. You were surprised about the fortune. In this day? Yeah, it's crazy. Now, Mater uh, is working like always, so Elizabeth and Philip uh, compete in a three-legged race. Just at the end, Niles shows up and takes his son around the carnival like a real dad. Abigail decides that the railroad will pay taxes, but it will be reduced by 20%. So 20% yeah. maybe... So they're giving the biz- big businesses a, a tax a bigger, break. A bigger break. A break. It's a loophole. But s- still pay something, though. We yeah, can all so, some yeah, yeah. You shouldn't pay nothing. No, that's what calls the heart, though. Ray and uh, Henry Gowan, uh, they head to Gowan's office to discuss business that we're not privy to. And the episode ends with Jack and Elizabeth kissing. If you can believe that, that's what? how this episode ended. Man. And that, my friends, was when calls the heart, the heart of, of community. community. We did it. We're gonna take a quick break. And then we'll come back for the big moments. Okay. Oh, you ready? Yeah. Hey, you take this break off. Okay. Smythe and O'Sullivan, they're not messing around. No, they are not. Pencils are sharp. No, we're not. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Where's the... <laughs> Guys, you're not going to believe this? I bet I will. WPIO burned down. The whole is everybody okay? There was no in the building. Okay, but, but we have no way to uh, get them back. We have no way to calm. 
Man. They were showing a lot of like reruns from like BET, Hallmark. It was a radio times. station, actually. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was all audio versions. I'll just be drinking my water. <laughs> but I, as I was listening to the... Uh, just be over here <laughs> drinking water. You go do your thing. As I was listening to the fire scanner last night, as I do at night... Uh, I heard WPI. The uh, fire scanner? It's like, you know, some people listen to the police scanner to see if there's crime. I listen for fire. There's a fire scanner. That's f- I One would have to believe so, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just call 911 and they just ring the fire people. There is a fire There's scanner. Gotta there has gotta be a fire. Fire it's, scanner? Yeah. I listened to it, first of all, so I would know. It's channel hot. Man. And I'm listening to the fire department. They get to WPO. They're talking about how things are just burning down. And then I, w- I want to play this clip because this is crazy stuff. This is from the scanner. This is the fire department reacting to what they are seeing in a blaze. So, Tracy, cue that clip. Hey, guys, uh, you're not going to believe this. Uh, the building is just burned down. <laughs> it's, just it's burned no- to the ground. There's nothing there. Not any flames left? But... You know how sometimes you see those things like uh, like a like a church burns down and the cross is left or something yeah, like that. You're like, yeah. man, that's only the work of the Lord. That's right. God bless. <laughs> the only thing that survived this fire is is a piece of paper that says Philo is giving the listeners of Deck the Hallmark one free month by going to philo.tv slash deck the hallmark. Get out of town. Philo.tv slash deck the hallmark. A free month. Man, worth it. I'll say this. Surely no one's listening to the fire scanner that definitely exists right now. But if they are, they feel could f- get free month of Philo. Philo.tv slash deck the homo. That is- may have been a five-minute ad. <laughs> fire scanner. <laughs> we can't hear that. People, people skipping ahead 15 seconds are just going to be baffled. Mm. Gonna have to click that bad boy a couple times. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, did no. I do it? Is it broken? They're showing the scanner. <laughs> scanner, no. <coughs> is this an ad? <laughs> Apple Podcast is down. <laughs> um. All right, let's get to this. Um. Without further ado, uh, without any more long ads, I will ask Panda to take it away. Hot take. Keep in mind the judges are watching. Their pins, their pads are out. They are getting ready to take notes. Tell everybody how you felt about this episode. And keep in mind, this is for the best hot take of the the state of South Carolina. This is one of the top episodes of When Calls the Heart. And here's why. It is absolutely the best episode of season four. It is better than anything we saw in season three. Uh, and it has, uh, brought me back a little bit more on board, like a, a, a dip in the toe in the pool kind of thing of when calls the heart. And here's why, uh, first of all, it moves the plot significantly forward in my opinion of starting to shake things up with romance interests. You have the railroad guy getting interested now in, uh, faith, uh, and you have, uh, this community having to... How does deal- that shake things up? 
You said it shakes things up. Well, it's just more interesting than it was. Oh, I, you, it wasn't like a love triangle. I thought you meant they were shaking things up that were current relationships. No, no, nothing it's like that. It's just a new relationship. Right. Okay. They are showing a little bit of conflict between Rosemary and, uh, now I can't remember her husband's name. Uh, Lee? Lee, yeah. You a never can. Of, you yeah, never can never remember can. his name. Yeah, I never can. And there's a little bit of, just, just a hint of conflict there uh, with this railroad. And this railroad is one of those things where it's going to be uh, causing a little bit of problems within this community. And we're starting to see the, the tax issue come up. We're starting to see her as mayor being threatened. Uh, we're starting to see Gowan make power plays here that's going to threaten her mayorhood. This is, they're, they're moving the pieces here, ladies and gentlemen, and and, uh, Good God. I uh, this it's it's intriguing. There's I just, intrigue. I, I just uh, don't know how much you drink before you watch this episode of television. Also, I will say that it has confirmed to me I dislike Rosemary's character more than any other character in a TV show I've ever seen. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Don't like Rosemary's more character. than Rory. Yeah. Rory's pretty... No, unlikely. Rory's a horrible person, but she's not so gratingly irritating. This episode Man, felt know, unbearable buddy. to me with Rosemary. That's felt fair. unbearable. Uh, her not doing the job that she's being paid to do, it felt unbearable. So there's and my begged, hot takes. Begged to get that job. Begged to get the job, and then... This is piling up. And she uses it to... And they just drop the plot of her going to be doing her, like, story and game secret. It's just... it's. I love she's unbearable. I love that politics of railroad that we've talked about for three episodes and taxation talk garner for Panda one of the best episodes <laughs> of When Calls the Heart. That is a sad state of affairs. Now here's the thing. But I'm not wrong. And you know that. I I, I think you are well. One of the best, meaning better than half of them? Yes, better than half of them. Oh, that's different. You said it's better than anything in season three or season two. I would disagree with that. No, I said anything. I said it's the best thing we've seen in season four. I said it's better than anything, anything we saw in season three. And then season two is the worst. It's Hamilton the whole time. I would Okay, I might revise that and say some so of what, there's it. a couple things that were better in season three, but season two. Okay. Season two is better than anything we saw in season Most two. Everything we've seen so far is better than anything we've seen in season two. Though. Yes, okay. but but... This okay. is light years ahead of that. I would I, I would put this in the top fifteen episodes. What have we watched? Like thirty, <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> Man, they, I, uh, here's the we thing: we not watched thirty yet. I don't think. I think we're right around that number. Well, it's top fifteen. <laughs> Man, this is everything you could have wanted to take. If the now, judges the aren't happy with <laughs> I, the backpedaling and the left-right zigzag, how do you do hodgepodge beluga that we just heard, they I don't are, know what they're going to be happy with. They are walking out. Uh, we won't find out, I think, for two weeks. Okay. Oh, wow. So, okay. that's the so never perfect. <laughs> I think that you uh, don't uh, respect our ability to bid. <laughs> True. But also, Claffner hasn't gone yet. No, you not. We, we know that. And we will have audio of Klaffners next <laughs> week. <laughs> or we never. We will. Of We will have Klaffners episode. Uh, it's <laughs> not Klaffner. Just respect the man a little bit. We'll have Andy Kaufman's uh, <laughs> hot take on um, on this one. Thank you very uh, on much. This, on this episode next week. It's going to be very confusing, but try to keep up. Um, this is what I'll say. I... Uh, I I was I kept being pulled back into this episode with the unknown 
factor of scurvy. <laughs> I didn't know when it was going to hit, but I felt like it could Dude, at any moment. I've any said for moment. years, anytime you throw a carnival in the 1910s, you're risking scurvy, a scurvy outbreak. <laughs> Guys, it was a dangerous time. If it's not scurvy, it's it's uh, well, uh, mites. Like they had issues with mites. Did, wasn't mites a thing? Mites still are a thing. Okay. Well, that's one of my point. And they were worse back then. <laughs> that's one of my points. Bed I don't bugs. even know what you're saying. Just, I just thought this episode the was. Next few. I thought this episode was fine. It had things that were happening. There was. Uh, they brought gangs back, which was great. We hadn't had those in a while. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Uh, you know, whatever things are starting to slow down, it's like, let's put the boys in danger with yeah, gang. that's right. Real let's quick. Get the gang back in there. Um, and so that was great. Uh, railroad business is happening. The real um, hard-hitting, um, you got just, we got to think about taxes, guys. Like, let's just think about what how we're making businesses be taxed. Like, that, we appreciate that hard-hitting uh, take from where it calls to heart. Um, overall, this episode was fine. Uh, had more going than others. Uh, top 15 for Bram. <laughs> Maybe, like, I feel like I'm trying. Maybe I'm not, because this just felt like another dip into the sensory deprivation tank that is when calls to heart. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I watched this with my five-year-old who doesn't get to watch much TV. Like, Probably less TV than anyone I know that also has a five-year-old. We don't watch it, but he was awake. I had to watch it. His twin brother was sleeping, and he, for the first 20 minutes, his eyes glazed over as he realized that TV could, in fact, be boring. <laughs> and then someone had a gun, and someone took the gun and hit him with it, stuff that I never let my kid watch, and he was floored. He thought it was the best thing he'd ever seen. And that should tell you the bar of when calls the heart. The five-year-old was turned pretty easily by the appearance of a gun in a gang, and so was Bran. I, I, it's bad television. Yeah. I, uh, Lori Lachlan's character, uh, Abigail, having to, to cast the deciding vote last week was more tense and well-made, better than anything we saw in this entire episode. Is it top 15? I don't know, man. It's just a slog down there. It's just a slog. The end of episode, the end of season one, the finale, where Brolin gets off the stagecoach. That's one. Everything else is tied two to 29. Like, what do you want from me? They all suck. No, you know that's not true. That's season not two true. is. Season two is a special place <laughs> in hell. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hamilton is on its own island. That's correct. Yeah, let's that uh, let's get to all the feels when we're talking about the feels. Uh, Panda? Uh yeah, the carnival got big carnival feels. Oh my God. Man, that it's carnival looks super sometimes. fun. No, you know what? Because I enjoy fun from time to time. No, it looks like a blast, dude. If we were living in Hope Valley, I would have gone over to your your little pod and I would have knocked on your door, and I would have been like, "Hey, hey, big friend, you want to come to the carnival with me?" And you would have been like, "Hey." Yeah, let's do it. And we will have gone down. And you know what? Because I'm a generous soul, I will have bought you tickets. And I will have let you go. Are and we I'll... on a date at this point? No, we're just hanging out as bros. Because you pick me up at my house. 
You took me to the carnival and bought me tickets. Well, hear me out. Back then, you could just stroll along and you could just knock on guys' doors and say, come on, hang out with me at the carnival. It was a simpler time. And so you go, and then we would have we just hung out. We will have we played some of the carnival games, and we will have supported the community. And, and then we will have gone home, and I will have said, you have a great night, friend. I'll see you in the morning at the, at the train station and, or the train logging, logging land. And then, we would've, and then we'd still have a strong friendship. That's how that would have gone. And it would have been awesome. And I wish you were still on board with that. I'd like to amend my statement. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, it is always hard to be your friend. <laughs> uh, what Panda just did was my feels. I thought that was a, just a it's wonderful great. moment. It's a good time. That was a lot uh, of you fun. You saw it in your mind's eye, didn't you? In my mind's eye. <laughs> that is, a, that is uh, heavy on the tate. <laughs> it is. That song. <laughs> I smile at the candy apple. <laughs> In, in my, my mind, Rosemary's giving <laughs> fortunes <laughs> with her face. Candy apples, candy apples. <laughs> do you have? Do you have any? No, feet? I don't have any feels. Go to break. We're back, oh, yeah. everybody. We're back, everybody. Um, man, oh, man. Uh, we had a lot of people that were worried about WPIO, uh, the building fire, and we. I think a GoFundMe is coming up for yeah, that, yeah. and we'll be sure to share that. And for what I understand, uh, the, the fire marshal on hand uh, told the boss, what's the name, big boss man, Jeffries? At, at, at WPIO, WPIO yeah. uh, Jordan. And uh, Jordan uh, said, don't worry about your pay. He has issued every single employee at WPIO a free month of Philo. Phenomenal. That's, That's unbelievable. Awesome. That's, That's phenomenal. Yeah. Generous uh, soul. He is very generous. Philo.tv slash take the homework. Hey, let's do this real quick, boys. Let's get to the wait the what's. Okay. Uh, we're talking about what in this episode made us go wait what. I'm going to start my good from Pana. Pana? Uh, this isn't a wait what as uh, in the normal sense of it. <laughs> this uh, isn't a wait what as and then he's done. He's got nothing. <laughs> I got he's nothing. He's just out there. He's just out there. I overstepped <laughs> This isn't a wait what as. And dropped right <laughs> Hi, into the water. Daniel Pandolf with, oh, uh, no. Uh, I don't know oh, what to do snap. after that. I don't know. I just went one word too many. Get him back. <laughs> This isn't a wait what the wait ass. what as you would normally think of a wait what. There you go. You recovered there you go. nicely. Yeah. I'm not taking you to the carnival. Carnival date. <laughs> carnival boys. Uh, there were a lot of big kisses with Jack looking around uh, before he did big smooches. A lot of smooching. What, if someone was watching on mute, I don't know why they would be, but if they were watching and they saw you do this. <laughs> what would they think was going on? I think they would say Jack was looking both ways before he smooched Elizabeth. And they would agree with me. There was a lot of uh, clandestine smooching. I saw them, I dude. It. Man, clandestine smooch, smooching. They played their entire third album, start to finish, with just a grand piano and an oboe. And it was bonkers good. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, man. What's weird is there's 12 people in that band. <laughs> just one grand piano. just went up and down like this. Three of them alternating. Do, three three of them do play the piano at the same time. One of them I'll pulled see. a hammy. You would not have to, known. Uh -uh. No, Daryl's a champ. He kept uh -uh. right on going. Not even a wince. That's what makes them clandestine smooching. Best in the game. Are you? Are you? Every concert all time. I got no one. I got no one called the heart. Wait, what? For the life of me, can't figure out why the railroad boys wouldn't want this parcel of land to begin with. 
Yeah. Doesn't involve moving anybody out. From what I understand, it's it's a better route. Abigail just throws he in there. He keeps saying something to the effect of, uh, we'd ha- we've already spent so much money to go to the south, so it would cost us money to reroute it to the north. But that doesn't make that still doesn't add up, in my opinion. I, it just seems like this is a, a huge win for the railroad. Yeah. Huge win. Big win. I couldn't figure out why this uh, route was not c- talked about in the first place. Yeah. Dan. Uh, that's all you got, really? That's all I got. Um, the woman at also, the cafe. Uh, fortune telling. I didn't know that you could do that back then. Yeah. Well, it was definitely uh, bordering into inappropriate. I think she was acting a bit like like it was inappropriate, in my opinion. It was wild. But I think in 1912 it wouldn't have been. I don't know where the I don't think people will, will flinch back um, then. It's no good witch. In the cafe, uh, the woman gets a sandwich from uh, from Rosemary, and she says that the sandwich has inappropriate mustard on it. Yeah, she does say that. Um, and uh, I don't know how to get out of this now that I'm here, but I can tell you that that's never a sentence. You can have mustard that you don't like. You can have funky mustard or weird mustard because I think it was anchovy paste. But mustard isn't by nature in any religion, belief system of any kind that I'm aware of, in any context on a sandwich, inappropriate. Right? Right. I've never, I've never, I can't think of a context where you would label mustard as inappropriate. Inappropriate mustard. You could say nasty, disgusting, (laughs) misplaced, uh, weird looking, funky, sour, bad, inedible, inappropriate? Maybe inappropriate. Scantily clad mustard? (laughs) Oh, don't look. Mustard, <laughs> that, that mustard went out of the house like that? Are you kidding I'm me? I'm changing. <laughs> Inappropriate mustard's I on for, the line. Forgot, forgot to lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like inappropriate mustard that you're you're feigning bashfulness, but you're actually okay with them getting the show. You know I am. <laughs> and this move every time is also weird. Are you a cat batting in some yarn? I didn't lock the door on purpose. <laughs> I'm inappropriate mustard. <laughs> Man, can I get 30 minutes of inappropriate mustard? Man, I will. Whoa. Man. Sheesh. Cle- I'd put down on every sandwich. And what's weird is inappropriate mustard. Uh, wow, now we're in a world that I don't even know. <laughs> inappropriate mustard open for clandestine smooching. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Um, uh, they say they're going to ride out at dawn to catch this, this Scuggins gang. When they get on their horses, it is 100% not Dawn. To be clear, this it is could, not the Scuggins gang. It's totally so different yeah, gang. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. When they ride out, it is 100% not Dawn. It, there's a lot of times it could be none of them are Dawn. The sun is not just coming up. It's not just setting. It's the it middle of the day. Yet. That's real, real bad. And then lastly, they're in the kitchen as the dishes are piling up. And they're like, Rosemary, why don't you do the dishes? And at one point in the background, we see a full living room set in the background of the kitchen of the cafe. And I'm confused because it's not the dining room. It's in the kitchen. She's Rosemary is standing up with a dish in her hand. And behind her is like a set of pink couches. Is there a living room in the cafe kitchen? Did I miss something? Can someone help me out? I I feel like there's a couple times where she set up uh, like space in her, the kitchen, because she shares the kitchen with her like 
There's she rooms upstairs where, right. she, where she lives. But I think she comes down and cooks, and I think she's tried to make it like a little cozy family space. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, that, that's just my, my opinion. That's all I got. Cypher Hopes and Valleys, part of the show, we talk about something that's given us hope for the future and or bumming us out. Uh, Panda? Uh, hope for the future. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to more of the drama of the dueling mayor, uh, her being overthrown. I think that's uh, going to be a lot of fun. It's mine as Real, well. Giving mine her a well. little bit of tension and, and trauma because that those are legitimate stakes involved. The dueling, uh, like with her and Gowan? Yeah, I think there's legitimate stakes involved with this because there's people's livelihood. Gowan has not the best interests of the town in, in mind. And so there's a lot of people, obviously he's already committed genocide, so it's not great. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> You know him being able to I have thought, money and power with the railroad. How many times is he going? How many episodes in a row is he going to walk up to someone who's trying to get their way and is against Abigail and just say something very quietly that we know? For I, I am getting tired of that. I it's think every they episode. Move, I think they move next episode. Okay. I think that's the move. And then Jack's going to propose to Elizabeth. Obviously, okay. One, right? Hold on. And then the other thing I would say is my valley is Rosemary. Rosemary's character is just absolutely unbearable to watch tough it's, sledding out there it's grating guys and like, it's the it's character just, it's not the actor yeah it, exactly it is a hundred percent the character the way they've written this character she is not funny she is not in music she is uh there to for comic relief but it is just a slog oh, to watch her brutal. she is a uh, grating on the nerves grating yeah, it's brutal uh yeah that's what i got uh, I agree. I think Abigail, uh, the Abigail May- Mayer storyline is uh, working better than yes. uh, I thought that it would. Some, so, someone uh, emailed me and said, I don't watch the show, but I listen. And it's 19, 12, or 13. Abigail's mayor, they don't, women don't even have the right to vote yet. How did that happen? And that initially, I thought that was a fair point. But I've actually thought about it for a week. And one, no one voted her mayor. Gowan's under investigation. That's right. She just kind of took it. Um, and two, they never, we never know exactly. They're not in a state, right? Like Hope Valley is in the Northwest. We don't know where it is, right? Right. I don't even so, know if they're in America. Did you know that there were a, a, a lot of <laughs> states know. on the West Coast that women had the right to vote before they got universal suffrage in 1919, 1920? Oh, how about that? Um, and so it's still, no one had to vote for Abigail, but I assume that's coming. I assume we're going to have a vote with her at some point. And because they're in Canada or in the Northwest, they can just. So vote. women, women, there was room, especially out West where there were less, you know, uh, government legislation, yes. those kind of things for women to yeah. take leadership but, roles. It was more egalitarian yes, in out the there, 1910s. For sure. Women could vote, not across the board, it was different in every state, but in some states they could vote for everything, including president. Some states they could just vote for local stuff, but like a town mayor vote, women on the West Coast, actually, a lot of them, I would say the majority of them could vote in 1913. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. The more you know. Yeah. Um, we did everybody. Uh, did pocket watch, no. no. Uh, shepherd's pie watch, no. no. Surprisingly enough, there are plenty of opportunities. I know. To throw it in there. It I mean, there's Shocking. a whole carnival. Yeah. What's a carnival without a shepherd's pie? I mean, come on. Um, and uh, smolder alert, boy. I gave it a. This is oh, high. It on was this a one. high one. Uh, eight eight. Well, I was I, like, he had several scenes where he kisses her, but big kisses. Nothing as good as him giving her the book. I six five for me. Okay. No, no, I'm with Brand eight eight five. And it's time for uh, What's Calling My Heart, part of the show we read an email. I never did a Hope or Valley. Valley's Gowan. Let's move on. Of course, it's fine. What's Calling My Heart, where you email hello at deckthehomeart.com with something that you're totally digging right now. This is the last one. 
that we need some more more coming in. Dry boys and girls. Some more coming in. Sorry. The well is dry, boys and girls. <laughs> Hello at deckthehallmark.com. Maybe you're what's calling That's your heart. That's called my heart. That panda not doing that anymore. Or, you know, who knows? Doing more of it. Uh, this is from Lee Hodo. Hey! Hey, Lee. How you doing? I love your podcast and uh, this whole DTH community. Thank you. This is a quick plug. Bramble Jam Plus. You can be a part of it. You can watch this live, believe it or not. So I want, for those of you who are like, when's the YouTube episode coming out? Well, you could be watching it comes it out when I want it You're to come You're on personal out. YouTube. Yeah, I always ask Brand. You're asking me, and I just bother Brand. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to try and contribute to what's calling the What's Calling My Heart segment. In the tradition of the big three, here we go. The big three is a bonus episode we do on mm. occasion. Number one, Marvel TV. WandaVision was trippy and amazing. I wish it was still going on. Falcon and Bucky show is like watching another Marvel movie, but in bite-sized chunks. I understand and appreciate the pure action and unbelievability of the whole thing, but I absolutely love it. I'm ready for Loki. Bring it. Clearly, this was written a while ago. I've heard Loki's great. Uh, Loki yeah, is that. the best of the three. It's the only one that I think stands on its completely on its own, and I want more episodes Right now, it, it was shocking how much I love that show, and it's all about time travel and a ton of fun. Number two, The Chosen. Whatever you believe about the Bible and Jesus, this is a well-made show with great acting and writing. The story behind how it is made is also very interesting. That's I really true. think mm -hmm. everyone should check it out. Of course, as with most things, the book is better. <laughs> I've never, I've heard a lot about The Chosen. Have you guys watched yeah, it? I've seen a couple episodes. It actually yeah. is uh, it's quite It's quite really, good. really, yeah. really well the done. The making of it, it actually is very fascinating. Really. He is correct on that. And number three, Cheese. That's it. And My thanks, guy. guys. Lee Hodo. Thank you, Lee. My guy. We Love did it. it. Uh, we did it, everybody. Congratulations. What a week it's been. We'll do another one. Until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. Here's some ads that are about to play. Listen to them. Don't. Doesn't matter. It does help keep the lights on. Thanks for listening.